0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, THE BELOVED, Listen TO HIM. SUDDENLY, WHEN THEY LOOKED AROUND, THEY SAW NO ONE WITH THEM ANYMORE, BUT ONLY JESUS. AS THEY WERE COMING DOWN THE MOUNTAIN, JESUS ORDERED THEM TO TELL NO ONE ABOUT WHAT THEY HAD SEEN UNTIL AFTER THE SON OF MAN HAD RISEN FROM THE DEAD. SO THEY KEPT THE MATTER TO THEMSELVES, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord When God calls Abraham and Sarah in Genesis chapter 12, God's first words are, "Lech Laha, from your country, your kinfolk, and your parents' house, to a place I will show you. If God had simply meant to send them from Aram to Canaan, God would have said, Lek, which means walk. lek laha" doesn't simply mean walk, but walk your own way or walk toward yourself. Abraham, Sarah, and by extension each of us, is to walk in our own way to our truest self and in this way free ourselves from the conditioning of those narratives that prevent us from seeing the world as God intends us to see it, whole and holy. Our reading today from Genesis chapter 22 begins with the same words from Genesis 12, lek leha, The Hebrew is lost in our translation by take your son, but we hear the same promise, to the place that I will show you. Is this the voice of God? Abraham had already banished his first son, Ishmael. In the land of Canaan, a child was sacrificed to the gods in the hope that the drought would end or the famine, or the flood, or whatever was making their life so hard. Genesis 22 is a journey into darkness for Abraham, into a place of God-forsakenness. God is calling Abraham to a place where the divine promises upon which Abraham has built his life seem to have no future. This story lets us experience something of the pain and suffering that can be part of the journey of faith. And it's in that moment when a radically new vision of spirit erupts into the world. In our English translation, it is God who puts Abraham to the test, but it is the Lord's messenger who intervenes to stop the killing. In Hebrew, the first voice who called Abraham was Elohim. This word is plural, so it could mean any number of gods. But later, it is the angel of Yahweh who calls from heaven, not once, but twice, Abraham, Abraham. That voice shatters complacency and social convention. This is the voice of God who created us in the divine image. This is the voice of God who commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to care for the weak, the hungry, the widowed and the orphaned. This is the compassionate one, the one who shares our suffering. St. Paul gives voice to this word of hope in Romans chapter 8. In light of Christ's death on the cross, Paul considers that the sufferings of this present moment are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed in us. Then Paul asks this question. If God is for us, who can be against us? God, who did not withhold his own Son, but handed him over for us all? Do you notice the shift? Instead of God asking us to sacrifice someone, God is handing Jesus over into our hands so that we will see what the killing of a beloved son looks like. God's desire is to bring an end to this senseless sacrifice. The ancient rabbis read something else in this story. The rabbis say that God created the ram caught in the thicket at the very dawn of creation and left it there through all time, waiting for Abraham to see in the periphery of his vision, waiting to be Isaac's salvation. This is another way of saying that God always and forever provides an alternative path to our human tendency To destroy that which is most precious. In the very center of Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John and led them up the mountain. A few verses earlier, Jesus had made the first prediction of his passion, death, and resurrection. Peter rebukes Jesus for speaking this way. Peter is not listening. His mind is set not on divine things, but on human things. Peter wants a God who will save us from pain and suffering. But the God who is revealed on the mountain is showing us the path to life, is through pain and suffering, death and resurrection. This is my Son, the Beloved listen to him. In the book of Exodus, when Moses is up on the mountain, he says to God, let me see your face. God replies, no one can see my face and live. But God said that he would let Moses see his back. Moses hid in the cleft of the rock. God passed by covering Moses' eyes. After he had passed by, he removed his hand and Moses could see the back of God. When God passed by, God spoke. Moses listened to God's voice and was obedient to God's words. He took God's words to heart. They became so much a part of him that when Moses came down the mountain, his face was radiant with the glory of God. What the story teaches us is that the reason no one can see the face of God is the same reason you've never seen your own face. You've seen photographs or your face in the mirror, but not your own face. Just like you can't hear your own ear, bite your own teeth, or smell your own nose. You can't see the face of God because you are the face of God. We bear the image and likeness of God God's divine presence is within us. Lek Laha, walk toward yourself. Take these words to heart. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. On the mountain, we realize that humanity and divinity are really two sides of the same coin. Humanity is meant to become by grace What divinity is by nature. We, too, are meant to shine With the radiance of divine light. The inaugural poet Amanda Gorman Captures the moment. When day comes, We step out of the shade, Aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, For there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it.